You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. family friends fans and foes it's time once again for never sleeps networks talking wrestling and i'm your host casey corbin thank you for joining us today on the podcast but before we get to the podcast you know we got to do hit us up on some social media outlets if you could go to our instagram page talking wrestling at instagram uh check us out there maybe give us a follow on twitter we are at tnw pod on facebook we are talking wrestling uh sort of obviously facebook backslash talking wrestling um oh instagram i said we're talking wrestling uh, on instagram we're talking wrestling podcast podcast sorry about that folks um talking wrestling wherever all popular formats are uh check us out um we were on spotify as well uh, you know, we're on, uh, I, I, wherever you want to listen to it, just you Google us, Talking Wrestling Podcast. We are out there, folks. And, uh, yeah. And, um, we are out there, and now we are here. Yes, once again, it is come time for us to talk some wrestling. So, uh, yeah, let's get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, my co-host from over six feet away, uh, you know, you just, you he's over six feet away, but I can't stay away from him. Ladies and gentlemen, here he is right now, alive, in person. It's Reese Turner. It's me. It's, it's R-E-E-S-E. Uh, it's almost a, it was almost a good, it's me, it's me, it's DDP, but I got too many letters. How you doing, Casey? You good, bud? I'm doing great. I'm doing uh, superb. Uh, things are good, and uh, and it's a good time to talk wrestling. Uh, it's always a good time to talk wrestling, but some more so than others. Uh, so, so we'll just start off right off the bat. Um this do you remember now we're taping this on uh, what's the date today today i believe is november 9th yes yep. 2023 do you remember where you were 2022 2022 that's right do you remember where you were 25 years ago tonight where i was 25 years ago to the very night i was glued to my television yelling no 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 no, that's where I was. Where were you, Casey? Uh, well, we all know this. Uh, I was at a Buffalo Bills game uh, going, no, no, it's cold. Why am I out here? I wonder what's <laughs> happening on the pay-per-view. Um, and, uh, and uh, of course, when I got home, my answering machine answering machine uh, was uh, full of messages. The light was uh, bleeping back and forth. Um of course, you probably heard all this before because what Reese and I are getting at is it is the 25th anniversary of the Montreal Screwjob. Whether you like it or not, 
It is the JFK assassination of all wrestling uh, conspiracies. And um, and uh, you're going to see a lot of podcasts this week, 25 years of the Montreal Screwjob. I'm sure you'll see plenty. But let me remind you this. Talking Wrestling is the first one to do the 25th anniversary. Uh, we were the first one. We did it last year. We knew it was coming up this year when everybody was going to do it. And we said, we're going to do it last year. So, yeah. So if you want to hear it, go to last year's podcast, 25th anniversary, and we will talk about it there. But there's all new Bret Hart things to talk about. There's always Bret Hart to talk about. Uh, For example, the road dog, uh, just here's some hot news, hot off the press. My roommate, Jeff McHenry, uh, alumni of the show, he unfollowed the road dog today because he informed me the road dog said he was a better sports entertainer than Bret Hart was, as Bret Hart was a better wrestler. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Reese? Uh, first off, listen, I love road dog, Jesse James, but shut the fuck up, road dog, Jesse James. <laughs> Thank you like, very much. Listen, I, I will give you this. You were a very good entertainer. You were a passable sports entertainer. And you were a dog shit wrestler. You never talked this way about Brett the Hitman Hart ever again, you crusty old fuck. Or I'll come out there and I'll look at you and be like this. Nope. Don't like you at all. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children of all ages, this is a dickhead in front of me. That's what I was saying. Fuck you. You don't take shots like that. Brett, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be for a fucking reason. What do you What do you think the pink and black gimmick was? You, do you think pro wrestlers are really wrestling? You think actual collegiate wrestlers are in pink and black, neon yeah. pink? Like, get out of here, man. The glasses, the hair. He was, if you're a cartoon on The Simpsons, you're more than just yep. a fucking wrestler. You were never Sorry, on The buddy. Simpsons. You never yeah, crossed over to mainstream. Road Dog wasn't even close to anybody named Simpson. That's how fucking far away from The Simpsons Road Dog is. Asses in seats. And Road Dog, as much as I love you, man, I got my picture yeah. with you last year at WrestleMania. I used to mm-hmm. do your ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. G Generation X positively brings you its tag team champions of the world. You know, the badass Billy Gunn, the new age. Shut up. You shut up now, road dog. (laughs) And you know, I loved him. I loved him. Like, listen, I really liked the road dog, but fuck, can he put his foot in his mouth any faster? Yeah. It's just because he wants, I think he wants to be talked about. So you say an obvious, this is a, what what they call it. This is in the internet world. It's called clickbait. Yeah. He's following the Disco Inferno's social media strategy. Say stupid shit yeah. and be mildly relevant. <laughs> you don't. You don't even have Connor as your representative on your podcast. How can we take you serious? Mm-hmm. By the way, everybody, it's Connor, and this is Talking Wrestling. You know, I'm Connor. I'm Ric Flair's uh, son-in-law, and uh, I'm with his fat daughter, the one that he never talks about. Anyways. If you want to get your mortgage <laughs> fixed up, you talk to me. I'm Connor, and I'll do that. 
I've got every belt in the world except one that fits around my waist. I'm Connor, and that's me. So I like this. Casey and I are getting spicy towards these peripheral personalities in wrestling now. We're calling people out as it needs to be. Uh, It's a hashtag. We're coming for you. So so with that said, um, I'll tell you this. I don't know if you've been watching Tales of the Territories. But I haven't yet. I haven't watched a single episode yet. How about oh, that? Dude, it is it's it's pretty solid, but I'm gonna I tell you they gonna tell you right now, the Stampede episode is fucking hilarious. Like the okay. stories, like and like and it's, and Brett's there. So you have Brett, you have Kamala, and it's the first time Kamala's really participating without being in a character. So he's just being a dude. So Kamala, right. Brett no class Bobby Bass, and then you had uh, Doctor D. David Schultz, like this panel. Oh, David Schultz, wow. And like basically what it is, it's it's like um, when they did the legends, the legends circle, like they, they had the legends talk on like the round table of the legends there. It's like that, but with reenactments. So like for this wow. week, uh, the the territory was Hawaii which is the Rock's territory, the Rock's uh, family's territory. And the best thing is for the reenactments, whenever they wanted to do beach scenes, they were all filmed yeah. at the Scarborough Bluffs. <laughs> Good beach. Salt beach. They, Huge breakers. You know, there's guys cliff diving in the Scarborough Bluffs, like, just like in uh, Hawaii. Uh, One the, thing that they say out towards the Scarborough Bluffs is, Ohana is Ohana. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. So, but the uh, the one part of the Brett, uh, I mean the Stampede Wrestling one, that was great was uh, Kamala said, "Oh my God, we got into some bad trouble that those days." And he goes to Brett, he goes, "Do you remember that bar?" And he says where the bar was, and Brett smiles. He goes, "No, I was six. <laughs> <laughs> but there's this great story of Brett Hart, who wasn't smartened up to the business. And he's watching Kamala just brutalize his dad in the ring. And he gets outside the ring, and Brett's, like, kicking him with his Converse shoe as hard as he can, right? And he's not feeling it. And then he feels it, and then he turns around, and he just goes, and scares the <laughs> shit out of Bret Hart. And Brett brings up this story, and then Kamala's like, I went back to your dad, and I said, I would never touch one of your kids. I would never touch a kid. I would only scare them, but I wouldn't do that. And Stu was like, "Hey, Billy, you know, next time the uh, the little the little the little bugger, yeah, uh, great, he kicks you. Make sure to to kill the little bugger for me, you know." So, <laughs> he, so he gave the the permission, and it was great. Uh, we had fourteen other kids. If if one went at the time, yeah, exactly. Even if it is the greatest one of them all, or the greatest heart kid of all time. You know, although Road Dog thinks he was a better heart kid than uh, any than than Brett as well, so uh, Road Dog's got to realize that with this attitude, he'll never be my baby tonight. No, All no, right. not even. And speaking of being my baby tonight, Jeff Jarrett, Double, Double J, J. AEW. I, I got into it with somebody on the internet, which I usually don't do, but I did. I felt the need. Somebody comes in and they shit on Jeff Jarrett. I don't care. Okay. I don't particularly care for Mr. Jarrett, but it was the way in which he did. You know Jeff Jarrett's gimmick, J-A-R-R-E-T-T, you know, that kind of shit? Yeah. 
So this guy goes, and he's <laughs> he's like, I hate this piece of S H double I. No, he, he fucked up the word, and I, I'm like, this is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. Like, and I was like, I commented underneath, it's like, I hate Jeff Jarrett as much as you do, but at least get the fucking reference right. Yeah, you know what I mean. Fuck you! I hate you more than Jeff Jarrett. That's what I wanted to say to this person, but I did. Yeah, if you're gonna use the letters C double R double A double P crap, you know, like yeah, it like, was so weird the way he did. It was just so strange. Yeah, I hated it. So and, I got so mad, but it's okay. I don't mind listening to old Jeff. You like Jeff? You a big Jeff guy? I've always uh, I've always liked him. Uh, when I met him, I got emotional because he's Owen Hart's tag team partner. Um, I liked it when him and Owen were tagging in the WCW. I mean a WWE uh, yep. when they were a tag team. I liked him with Deborah. Uh, I liked that he jobbed the China, even though he held up Vince for it. I thought that was awesome. Uh, you know, and um, I, I I loved his WCW run. With the slap nuts and where he hit Beetlejuice in the head with the fucking guitar. And, you know, he did the same thing in WWE, like took out uh, Moolah and, uh, and you know, the uh, what's her name? Uh, the other the one. The human bump machine. Yeah, the human bump machine. Yes. She uh, was just fucking. She was just fucking going through everything back then. She had like an old man Navy tattoo on her arm. You know, May, she was so tough. May Young. May Young, exactly. So, yeah. oh, my God. Um, but, but yeah, it was just, I've never had a problem with Jeff Jarrett. I've always enjoyed him. Uh, this is why I think it's actually, it's funny because it comes back to the road dog again. That whole Billy Vanilli fucking gimmick. Yeah. I hated it. <laughs> that, and ever since I was never able to get Jeff Jarrett away from that, it's it's the same reason. Why I'm not a Triple H fan? Well, I'll tell you a million reasons why I'm not a Triple H fan. Well, but like the main one, the main one for me is the first time I ever saw Triple H. It was that fucking blue blood. I'm gonna do a curtsy bow, and yeah. then they tried to make him cool. And I'm like, you know, fuck you. You were the curtsy bow. They tried to they tried to make him French. The, yeah, they were going it. with his real name, which which is Levesque, which is which is his real name, but yeah. um. Which is the French, was but awful. but yeah, he was like that. Uh, yes, he was so stupid. Except for all the girls, everybody. He had a different girl every week, different ballet. And then Kurt Henning stole one of his girls. It's perfect. And he, he is, and it was like, and that was like uh, Hunter's first big, uh, his first big, um, you know, gimmick was was that until he latched on to Sean, and uh, you That's know, it. he latched on to the cool kid. Yeah, he, he latched on to Sean by good by one night only. Uh, the the British pay per view that year where Bret Hart wrestled the Undertaker, and uh, Sean wrestled Bulldog in the main event. Um, DX was unofficially formed. That's when Hunter first came out and showed that he was definitely in cahoots uh, with with uh, with Sean. Um, what makes you, no sense. Well. In the history of everything, it does, you know, kind of. But um, the heartbreak kid and the blue-blooded fucking millionaire from Connecticut makes no sense. Yeah, that doesn't make sense, you know. And also, the last episode we we did, we're doing, we talked about Saudi Arabia, the show coming up, and I, okay, so I must have been baked off my tree uh, because I watched a video that came up on my YouTube thread. 
that said DX were coming out in retirement to wrestle the Brothers of Destruction. Yeah, that was four years ago. It was an old video. I thought they were doing it again. Well, and uh, so I apologies to the listeners. How could you not write us letters? How could you not tweet at us? I haven't checked the Twitter in a while. Uh, yet I've asked Gary every time to follow us, and I don't even He's keep been up on on tour. He's a busy guy. Oh, Get God. off his back. Get off my back. I'm a busy guy. I'm on a tour. I'm on the tour. You know, tours uh, and the tours and then, uh, yeah, lots of tours. Uh, but yeah. So did you get a chance to watch the uh, Saudi Arabia show last weekend? Yeah. I got stoned and I watched it with my dad. Yeah. I got, <laughs> I got stoned and I watched it by myself and I got to tell you, um, the matches I didn't fall snooze off at, I loved what I saw of the card. I, I thought the, the card was, was a bad pay-per-view. What? I just, I just hate where they have it. Yeah, that's true too. But you know what? The crowd has been better in recent years. But yeah, yeah, they're like, you know, <laughs> they're like, you just put all that uh, human issue stuff aside and you just watch the wrestling. It's pretty good, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, like I like that they let the girls dress head to toe like they're superheroes and don't let them sew an ounce of skin. Uh, you know, like like why do why, yeah why do we want to see uh you know uh, you want to see Nanny Nightheart's boobs you go to her YouTube channel so uh you know but but uh you know it's but I'll tell you the Bobby Lashley Brock Lesnar match was great but great. I, I wonder though if they were gonna do like if the finish was the way it was. Or if it was supposed to be more like um, Roddy Piper, Bret Hart, where he kicked off of the turnbuckle, but he ended up doing a backflip and he ended up rolling sort of, you know what I mean, on top of him? Yeah. Because he sort of like, it looked like maybe he was supposed to roll over with the backflip and get that pin, but then he realized the backflip wasn't happening, so he just bridged his legs up. He's like, I'm just staying on him like this. He fucking bridged, bro. He just laid there with his legs down. Like, yeah. It was one of the sloppiest fucking pins that I've seen in the last little bit. Uh, but I think you might be right. I think he might have been trying, but maybe instead of like the, the roll through, it was to roll out of the hurt lock and then hit him into something else, like one of his Kimuras or something, but he just didn't have it. He was getting a little bit blown up at this point. You know, uh, well, you know, well, Brock wasn't made for long matches, and oh. um, and not only that, it doesn't. Well, it didn't make sense to me as well as if you're selling the knee and you're gonna have a fucked up knee, why aren't you wearing knee braces? He's worn knee braces in the past. Why isn't he wearing knee braces? What is he? Is he a 1920s wrestler? <laughs> Maybe he is. What is it to you? I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. But I thought that was a great match. Um, you know, yeah, it was great. The finish I didn't care for, though. No, honest. like I said, I don't think that was the planned finish. I think it was planned to be a little more spectacular. And uh, Brock was gassed and probably just didn't pull it off. Um, <laughs> I agree. So, so then the other matches I liked was, okay, like, well, first of all, we can go down the card. And I can tell you uh, what I thought was great. I, like for the most part, I was uh, pretty happy with with the with the show. Um, uh, let me get, where are we going? Here we here we go. I can pull it up here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Event. There we go. All right. So um, yeah, the Lesnar match was first, and yep. uh, yeah, and then uh, 
Alexa Bliss and Asuka uh, defended the tag team champions. I love Asuka. And I love, you know, Bliss is still holding on to that fucking doll, which means that she's not done with Bray Wyatt. And well, they also flashed the fucking stuff behind her, too. God damn it. Just let her fucking, you ruined her for like two years. Is it not enough? I don't, I didn't mind this little dark, little crazy bitch. Well, look at, uh, that's what, no. Nikki Cross is that now. Let Nikki Cross be Nikki Cross. No more superhero. It's a different type of dark. Like, Nikki's crazy. Like, Alexa was supposed to be like a little poltergeisty. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like where Nikki's going. I'll tell you that right now. Let me tell you a little bit about my best friend, Nikki Cross. She's just misunderstood. You're not telling me. I know. Hard worker. Because she's misunderstood and she's been underutilized for the talent that she is. Finally, she's had enough. Um, so. so they're up against the uh, Bliss and Oscar's up against Damage Control, Dakota Kai, and uh, I, I. I wish they could call them uh, Kai and Sky. You know, Sky and Kai. You know, yeah, Sky and Kai, Sky like and Kai. Uh, homage to Kai and Kai. Yeah, uh, but Dakota Kai and Dakota and uh, EO Sky, uh, Damage Control. They, they, so, so uh, you know, uh, Bliss and, uh, and oh, yeah, yeah, Nikki Cross got involved in the match. That was right. Yeah, um, she, she joined damage control, kind of. Yeah, yeah. And where, so, and then um, Bliss and Asuka ended up coming in with the belts, uh, you know, which is pretty crazy. Uh, Drew McIntyre. Oh, no, they, the well, they won the belts, and yeah. then they lost the belts. Oh, they did. Okay. Drew McIntyre faced Karrion Cross. With uh, with the totally ridiculous, crazy intro, like is this WrestleMania? What is this? Um, no. That's that, his intro, man. That that lady, she just walks down and she says, "Yeah, what is she? She's mumbling gibberish or devil She's stuff." She's the heartbringer. She's the heartbringer of Carrion. And but, uh, yeah, I don't know. But I, 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 I'm like, I'm, I'm listening to it. I'm watching it. And I'm like, yeah, this has really got to be getting these hardline Saudis off. You know, like imagine some like ultra religious person sitting in the audience being like this. This guy's the devil, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it must have freaked some people out. Oh, it turns out he's just Canadian. Um, he's just a kid, Italian Canadian. He's kid. just a good Canadian boy. Uh, Boy. Um, Judgment Day. Judgment Day. Now, the OC, uh, the changes to the OC come Monday night. I'll tell you that because yeah. Monday night they had a girl join the faction, the OC, and uh, it looks like the OC might not have got the better of them at the pay-per-view, but, yeah. uh, well, actually they did get the better of them. They won the match by pinfall. However, um... The next night on Raw, uh, yeah, it seems like they have uh, somebody join as well. And Me, we'll, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Almost. And, okay. Yeah. This match drove me crazy. I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it. Like, I, I don't like Braun Strowman as a wrestler. Uh, and, like, when he's in the ring with a bigger person. Yeah. That was that was like a tough watch, man. That that I found like dragged a little bit for me. But some people loved it, and more power to them. They, you know. But for me, it just—I don't know, man. It didn't connect. It didn't hit. 
Well, you know, um, yeah, I get, I guess, look, at, I do think Braun can be a, I don't know if Braun will ever be what he was when he was there before, but yeah. um, kudos to make them, to trying, but um, I think Braun's best days are behind him, and yeah. uh, it's almost, his gimmick, man, I don't like it, and, and like almost, decim- like he ran that whole match, and then he misses a fucking two mile an hour hip bump and then he gets power slammed out of left field and then that's the patch. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, come on now. Come on now. The Usos. The Usos and the Undisputed Tag Team Championship against uh, uh, Holland and Butch. The Usos performed a 1D on Butch to win from the top rope. Uh, Bianca Belair versus Bailey, the last woman standing match. And uh, in Saudi Arabia, they were like, no woman standing. and uh, But this was a last woman standing. And, uh, yeah, and Belair retained. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Good. Like, I love both of these ladies. I think that they can work well. Uh, and good for them. Good match. I kind of feel like, because it was a last woman standing match, I feel like they missed an opportunity to have Bailey fuck her over. By like tying her hair to something like really, really fucking like yeah, tight, so she's stuck and she can't physically get up and answer the ten count. That would have been great. Yeah, uh, it's a heel win, but it's a win, you know. Bailey's such a good heel. I knew that. I knew that. I knew once the ponytail was gonna come out, she's gonna be a great heel. Uh, yeah. Roman Reigns, this main event. Let me tell you. I was performing in Oshawa last weekend. I got talking to these guys after the show, and uh, and we got talking wrestling. And the guy said, "That's the name of the show." Exactly. <laughs> and that's like in uh, there was an episode of Arrested Development where Jason Bateman says "Arrested Development" in his conversation, and Ron Howard goes, "That's the name of the show." You know exactly what you did. Okay. That's why I did it. Yeah. That's one of my favorite shows. One of my favorite shows, too. Uh, so, anyway, <laughs> that's great. So, I talked to this guy, and the guy said, hey, are you excited for, for uh, Crown Jewel tomorrow? I was like, I'm never excited for Crown Jewel. I said, but I'm excited for Brock versus Lashley, and I'm excited for Reigns versus Logan Paul. He's like, dude, Logan Paul is the great, is like the best. I'm like, the guy looks like Striper, uh, which is a great Christian metal group that I used to love when I was a kid, and it's one of Jericho's <laughs> favorite groups today. And uh, not only that, uh, the guy, his moves set, everything he does in the ring is great. His selling is great. His moves are great. His brother... Yeah, yeah, Logan Paul. Yeah, and then he brings yeah. out his brother Jake Paul, who's wearing a Molson Canadian knockoff shirt. I don't know if you noticed that it was it had the Molson Canadian logo basically, but it was made up for him. Uh, That's cool. I didn't notice that. Oh, it was so cool. He wore it the he wore it the show, and it was like I was like that guy's wearing Molson Canadian shirt, but no, it was like a, a Jake Paul shirt, but it was with Molson Canadian logo. And even the wreath underneath was there. Ah, it was like old school. And uh, but fuck that match was. As I watched it, 
every time there was a f- fake finish at the end, I was like, oh, and then I would just be like, and then I would smile because you got me. You got me again. You got me again. Like, oh my God. That might be. Celebrity, honestly, celebrity wrestlers. Jake Paul, or sorry, Logan Paul, he's really got it. You know? Dude, I can watch him all the time, but I'm glad we don't because he's like a special treat. But I didn't like how he tried to. I don't like how he did the buckshot lariat, though. No, no. Don't like that. Don't like how he did the buckshot. Like, yeah. you don't like it, bro. Don't, don't be doing other wrestlers' finishes now. Come on now. Well, come on. His whole thing is based on the fact that he's got a better Superman punch than Roman Reigns. And I do say... No, he's got one lucky punch. It's better. His punch is better than the Big Show's punch. <laughs> well, that is true, too. Uh, but, wow, what a... I think the, the Logan-Roman match might be uh, one of the best matches I've ever seen Roman Reigns have. And... Uh, just such a great match such a great match and uh yeah that's all i gotta say is if you don't watch if if you don't watch any of the pay-per-view that's fine but you should try to watch that logan paul match because that is fucking fantastic so uh did you get a chance to watch uh much of AEW tonight yeah i watched it i watched uh the whole shebang it's amazing that uh i know we started the show off with the road dog but it's amazing that uh, here we are 25 years later and uh, Billy Gunn is still the biggest thing going. And the sad thing is, not only is he the biggest thing, he's the biggest guy. Like when you look at him, so tonight he's in a, he comes in, it's acclaimed in FTR against, yeah. against uh, who do they wrestle? Uh, they wrestled the Swerve Gun- Glory and the Gun Club. Yeah, and you look at Billy Gunn and he's bigger than everybody in the ring. They look like except miniature wrestlers. Re- except for Keith Lee. But the rest of them look like miniature wrestlers. Yeah, and man. Then Billy, real- that, he's been amazing. And honestly, ever since I was young, because like I started later than you did, because you're a bit older than me, right? Yeah. Um, but ever since I was a little bit, like ever since I was a little kid, when he came in with Bart Gun, and they were the smoking guns, I was like, yo, this kid is fucking got something, man. He's legit got something. Like, because he had a good look. He was a good looking yeah. dude. Great physique. You know what I mean? And then he just had some bad, uh, you know, I guess some bad habits. I don't know what it was that kept him out of that main spot, but he could have. I think they could have put it on him. Well, you know what? It, it, what's crazy is, is when you look at the size of him in AEW today, it shows you how wrestling has gotten smaller than from what it was. In the Attitude Era, because in the Attitude Era, Billy Gunn was a smaller guy. That's why he was always he, in tag teams. He was a pretty, uh, he was, I wouldn't say a smaller guy, but he was a pretty average guy. But he's, look at how he stands yeah. out now. And but he was jacked like that back then. a bigger somehow, too, in his later years. I, I feel like he's gotten a little bit bigger. Maybe. Like, he's been, he looks fantastic. I am, I am such a huge fan of Billy Gunn. Uh, and I'm glad that he's uh, getting some more success in this new chapter that he's cut out in AEW. What a weird, what a weird journey he had. He brings his boys in. He works a program with his boys and these two uh, young upstarts uh, in the acclaimed. And you just get this great fucking thing, man. Like and Billy Gunn. Think but, about it. He's been going actively for a very long time. Oh, dude, I, I've seen him on shows, uh, like in the area. And not only that, um, 
it's crazy is the acclaimed are so much like DX. They got two guys that can talk. You know, they talk their way down to the ring, much like DX used to talk their way down to the ring sometimes. And then sometimes they get in the ring and they do their thing. Like, that's the acclaimed. The acclaimed are the new, are, are the DX version of today. They have, they have that attitude. They, they definitely have a swagger to them. Yes. Um, so yeah. I do like, I do like that. And it's just another Billy Gunn who I've always said, one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time. Every yep. tag team he was with had multiple uh, tag team titles, whether it be whether it be uh, Chuck and Palumbo, Chuck Palumbo and Billy Gunn, or it be uh, or it be DX, uh, the New Age Outlaws, or even Smoking Guns. It doesn't matter yeah. who you put Billy Gunn with. Uh, that's going to be a good tag team. Uh, yeah. Now, here's a funny AEW card story from today uh i uh i was going to ikea downtown in toronto which i didn't know isn't a real ikea it's an ikea show store where you can only order things and they get delivered to your house so it's the jack up deliveries they don't have a warehouse in this ikea so you can't just go get your own shit so and then they have uh, a place for hot dogs or schmoogenfloggins as i thought they were called and uh, and you go to get the schmoogenfloggins, and you have to type in the order yourself, but then go to the yeah, counter. Well, not fuck, if, not I'm at the, if you have a counter, type it in yourself and give me the stuff. Yeah. Why do I have to? Yeah. Why do I have? It's it's literally like a Nathan McIntosh joke. Like I have to do somebody else's job while somebody else stands there and watch me do the job that they used to do. Yeah. Like just ridiculous so anyways i go to i before we get to ikea though we're walking down young street i find a card store i go in to see if they have any AEW cards they have two boxes one box is selling for 300 dollars, and then the other one is selling for 150 and i laughed because the blaster boxes sell for like 45 50 i think in the states but uh not up here because they're rare up here so people take advantage of that so but one store that doesn't is I don't even want to say it because I don't want people going. But I'll say it anyway. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't even say it. You just tell me off air. You don't tell nobody, Casey. It's a secret for you and I. Now okay. you know, continue. You I will. Say, beep, 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 I will beep. say there is a store in the <laughs> that's called. Beep, 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 beep. So this store is one of those stores that sells TV gimmicks, and. And it has like all the stuff you see as on scene on TV. Yeah. Well, no, AE- no, no, no. No, I'm not saying where it is, but there's there's no AEW <laughs> cards seen on TV. But for some reason, they have some cards there for sale, and packs of AEW cards are there for a single pack. They're ten dollars, which I what? think is is fair. Now there's only five cards per pack, but uh, ten dollars is a better price than whatever. But then uh, I noticed uh, they had a couple boxes behind the counter. But it said on one of the box, please be sure to sell these for $10 individually. Which tells me at one point somebody got a box of AEW cards for $10. <laughs> but anyways. I would love that if that was me. Oh, my God. Yeah. I bought five packs the other day. So I was uh, pretty happy with the five packs I got. Who's and, your best hit? Um, 
my best hit was uh, Jeepers. Um, oh, I think I got a Britt Baker fabric card. and uh, But I think my favorite card might be uh, Jungle Boy, probably, maybe. I have to go through them again, though. But, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, so AEW tonight, man. Uh, it's always nice when, you know, Jericho's on break. You know, Foz, you know, there won't be any Jericho stuff. No yeah. Ring of Honor tonight. But, um, you know, uh, Wardlow still had his okay. TNT shot, a championship there. And, yeah, there uh, was, a, but there was a development in the ROH scene. Yeah. Samoa Joe yeah. has switched alignments. Yes. What do you didn't think? Didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming either. Maybe mm -hmm. he doesn't want to wrestle Jericho. Who knows? But maybe he uh, wants to wrestle Wardlow for that strap. I think. I think. Yeah. I thought he was coming out to guard to watch Wardlow's back, and then, you know, wow. He goes and he, he, goes and he does that shit. Cra we don't want to spoiler everything in case you haven't seen it because it's just this is going to pop down on Friday when you probably have seen it. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, it, it was a great AEW, as always. Like, uh, well, I was totally surprised that Ethan Page went over on his match too. There was some pride. Like, I yeah. like I was like, wow, they're really, they're really. I guess they're done with the push on this guy. You know. Um, cool. Now, when you watch, you realize who we're talking about. But uh, Moxley, just one of the best speakers. I'm talking okay. We're we're talking about Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston, yeah. you know. Well, of course, he Eddie Kingston got to. I don't know, but Eddie Kingston jobbing to Ethan Page doesn't seem possible. But um, but it happened. Page, man. Yeah, I like I like Ethan Page. I'm glad they're pushing him. Uh, Morrissey was involved in the match too, so there was some shenanigans. But yeah. uh, but uh, solid match overall. Um, uh, what else did we see? Uh, jeepers, let me try to think uh, off the top of my head. It's only an hour ago, but you know, watch Dave Cargill beat somebody up. As per usual, the uh, the streak is probably now three hundred and forty to zero. Um, it's it, a nice little package with the elite again, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Nice little video package. Well, I wish they'd hurry up and come back. You know. Um, it would I've been be... enjoying this, man. I don't know, man. I, I like it. I don't mind it at all. I don't mind it at all because it's given some other people, again, some more screen time that we haven't seen in a minute. Well, what I like, too, also is that, um, is that you know, like, yeah, like I said, like, like I like the fact that people can come and go and take away. Like, that was great about WWE in the 80s and 90s is you didn't keep everybody forever. People just came in. They did their programs. And then they sort of faltered around to some other things, and then they disappeared for a little bit. Yeah, until those megastars started popping up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and that's when it kind of changed. Exactly. Um, so, very excited. Uh, the, the The main event tonight was oh, John Moxley's promo is just fucking fantastic. Uh, over. Yeah. We've got Steven Regal in the back, like, yes, we are proper villains. Oh, yeah. Not so, only that, well, um, MJF uh, cuts his own promo and basically yeah. stating that he is the one, you know, I think the, the, the generation talent that he talks about, you don't really know you're that guy until you are that guy. 
and maybe he is that guy, but he's not that guy yet. You know, the generational talent of today, yeah. you know, that's still, uh, I do like the fact that it is out there for to the grabbing. And if it was anybody right now, you know, I was say the most, uh, it would probably be uh, Nick Gage, <laughs> to be honest. He's probably the most over wrestler in wrestling period right now. Just watch any of his match. Watch how those fans go. I've been there. I've seen it, you know. Um, but I just think as far as the mainstream goes, uh, Roman Reigns is definitely the best today. And uh, it, I think we are going towards WrestleMania. And I think, I really hope it is going to be The Rock versus Roman. You, you hope, right? You hope that that's one of these, like... And and, and and if it has happened, I hope Roman wins over The Rock. I think that has to happen. Who is the head of the bloodline? Yeah. Well, if you want to keep him powerful, you put him over, right? He'll kill his push right dead if, if he doesn't go over. There's no need for The Rock to get over. No, exactly. He's the most over person on the planet right now. Now, now um, I was in uh, Ottawa. Did when did I talk to you last? I'm trying to think. Was I still in Ottawa when I talked to you? Did I talk no, to you about seeing? Did I talk to you about Black Adam? No. Black Adam, great movie, but it's I got ex- I got excited, and uh, I, you know, they say wait, like all the DC Marvel movies, you always got to wait till the end, to the credits, because they have an extra yeah. scene. Well, I'm waiting for the extra scene, and now the one of the first scenes is. Uh, to go fight Black Adam, they need to get the the superheroes together. So, the it's a woman in DC that's in charge of that, and Emma she Waller. yes, and she's in Suicide Squad, yeah. and she's in Peacemaker. And then I was like, oh my god, I just realized that Peacemaker is in the same universe as Black Adam. Yeah, that's right. And what if they these people don't succeed? And they have to bring in another superhero tandem to take him down. And Peacemaker could be one of those people because with the different helmets, he has all these different powers. And and I'm just thinking, like, we could, get, we could get Cena Rock 3 in the universe of DC with the Peacemaker versus Black Adam. That'd be great. But they, they're, so, they're so similar that I think that they'd be on the same team because they're, they're very much killy. Well, they are. They are totally the same. And and and. Uh, but I just love the idea. So I thought at the end, I'm like, it's gonna be Cena and it's gonna be Peacemaker and uh, The Rock. I was so excited for that. Oh no, they went another way. They brought in Superman. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Yes, they did. So they're teasing with Black Adam versus Superman uh, instead of Black Adam versus Peacemaker. And it's yeah, like Black Adam's gonna lose. He has to. That's that's how it, that's how it has to happen. You can't beat Superman. Oh man. It's in the comics. It's so good. So um tonight uh Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara okay. is so great. And so is Daniel I love Bryan. That kid I love that that kid. The way he works is very fun. Like there's a few wrestlers who I legit really enjoy watching. Um, like just for like pure explosivity of shit, I really enjoy watching Pack. 
Yeah. I feel like everything is just so high impact when Pac does it because he moves so like quickly and stiffly and but fluid at the same time. I don't know how to explain it. He's like it looks like you're getting hit with a tidal wave. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. he's so good. Um and Sammy Guevara, man, whenever you watch this fucking kid move around a wrestling ring. That's that MJF is what a generational talent moves like. Yeah. You know what I mean? This guy, the ring is a playground for him. Him and Dante Martin seem the most comfortable individuals to run ropes I've ever seen. It's quite insane. And tonight, you know, um, he, he gave Daniel Bryan everything you can give. And it was such a fantastic two out of three great. falls. And they went back and forth. Yeah. And it's just like, God damn it. it. It was such a great match. And uh, it's just, I love the American Dragon. I love this version of Brian yeah. Daniel Bryanson. You know, I Brian just. Daniel Bryanson. <laughs> as, as he called himself one time on AEW. But <laughs> it was it was great. Uh, I did do those off tonight, and I missed. Uh, was it Britt Baker versus no? Who wrestled uh, Paige? There was a promo segment in oh, which okay. Paige announces to the world she's one hundred percent cleared to wrestle. Oh, that is awesome! Well, that's great. Yeah, it's so gonna she's, be great to she's gonna wrestle Britt Baker at the pay per view. Yes. Yeah, that'll be great. And speaking of pay per views, your hometown, Montreal. Finally getting another pay-per-view. Yeah. Elimination uh, Chamber. Getting some tickets to that bad boy. Yeah, yeah. You get some tickets. Yeah, yeah. You get them tickets. You're going to get them tickets. Uh, I think I'm going to sell on Friday. That's awesome. That's awesome. We're getting getting them tickets. So you're going to be there. We got somebody on the inside at the Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, we'll just I'm excited, up. man. It's going to be good. I'm very excited to catch that pay-per-view. It's going to be like six of us going. Uh, we're going to drop some loot on some seats, and then I'm going to try to, like, steal a seat to bring home. Or just, like, try to hang out by the doors and offer $50 for one. I'm not even going to do that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have so much weed. I'm going to buy a pound of weed, and I'm just going to be like this. Hey, <laughs> Braun Strowman, you big fuck. Do you want some weed? Give yeah. me a chair. Give me a chair. That's all I want. Oh, that's, yeah. see, that's the plan. That 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 sounds like a plan. Um, yeah. And have you noticed that XPW has been using all the Montreal or a lot of the Montreal guys, like our good buddy Green Phantom and uh, <laughs> sexy sexy Ricky and crazy uh, sexy Eddie. Crazy sexy Eddie. That's it. Sexy Ricky's from Toronto. He's not. A, he's not as sexy as Crazy Sexy Eddie. Not as and, sexy. And, uh, and they're also using uh, Jody Threat. And uh, right. it's just it's great to see XBW using uh, some great Canadian talent. Some big news just dropped in the Montreal wrestling scene. So you see, as you brought it up, I'll go with it. Uh, the one of the promotions out that way, IWS, uh, run by a good friend of ours, uh, International Wrestling Syndicate. Is bringing in Switchblade, Jay White. Oh boy, now yeah, they've sweet. got a pretty good relationship with Japan. And when these boys come over, so that leads me to believe 
if he's coming to Montreal to work some shows with IWS, he's got to be making his way south, right, to do some shows for AEW. So, or or WWE, who know, who knows? So we may be seeing some switchblade popping up in some major American promotions soon. The forbidden door is open, people, and it it's is open. not forbidden in Canada. I will tell you that right now. He wants to walk in. He wants to wrestle Mike Speedball Bailey. I'll go pay to see that match. I'd pay at least what they ask for a ticket. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me too. Um... Well, that is pretty much it. Uh, where where can we find Reese? What's going on with you uh, these days? And uh, let oh, us know. brother, I got so many shows coming up. Uh, I got shows out in Montreal. I got some shows out here. I got some shows in Welland, baby. I'm all over the territoires doing big shows. I got a show at uh, can't remember some brewery at Welland. Uh, I've got a show uh, up at the Old Flame Brewery up in Markham with Ryan Zeitz. Nice. Uh, November 24th, I think. I might be getting that date wrong. Uh, November 25th, the Friday, Black Friday, I'm at the Comedy Nest in Montreal. Uh, and then on the 27th, uh, I've got my own show going with Walter. Uh, the Rad Dads Legion of Dads is being presented at the Diving Bell Social Club, so you can come check that out. The Legion of Dads, or Rad Dads. Ooh, what a rush. That sounds too sweet to me. Uh, folks, um, you can catch me, Casey Corbin. Uh, this weekend, I'm in Burlington at the Yuck Yucks headlining the, the club there. Uh, that, that might be done by the time you're done listening to this. So uh, the next weekend, I am. I do believe I might be in Carlton Place, uh, Ontario. I'm not 100% sure of that. I, I think I'm scheduled, but I cannot remember right now. Uh, down the line, uh, mostly Christmas shows coming up. So just uh, check your local papers or your local internet or your local comedy club. I could be showing up there uh, in December and uh yeah and in the new year well we'll see what happens so um for reese turner for myself thank you for letting us put a headlock on your uh, ears for a little bit and for never sleeps network thank you very much for coming out and listening to the show and uh we'll talk at you again uh next time reese yeah peace Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.